This is our first episode without a guest in a long time. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. we've been busy. Yeah. Pretty busy. Um, I'm Miranda. I'm Shivani. And episode 52, right? Yes. No, yes. 51. 51? I no. thought the last episode was You're right. It's yeah, episode. episode 52 of Far From Normal. Far from Welcome normal. back, guys. Mm, yay. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to talk a little bit about mental health because we were brainstorming about what to talk about and... Um, I wouldn't call myself an expert in mental health, but I definitely have some experience. Um, I did a mental health first aid class and I am on the mental health first aid team at Butler. I am also anxious and depressed. Well, I'm not as depressed as I used to be, but I am diagnosed with anxiety and I take antidepressants. So I have some expertise there. Got you. Got you. So I remember you telling me about this, like, mental aid, like, first aid class. And I think I, like, made you, like, send me the video. Yes. Of, like, I sent you the – I took an audio clip and sent it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, really helpful. I don't think I finished the entire thing because I just, like, got, like, um, distracted yeah. with other stuff. But, like, um, yeah, what do you remember that was, like, most memorable about it? I definitely, like, going into it, I wasn't expecting to learn a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I've been here. I've done it. I have mental health, mm-hmm. you know. Um. And I think the biggest thing for me that I needed to understand, I needed to learn, um, was that you have to actually put yourself first a little bit. Um, when you're helping someone? Yeah. Mm. Like, when you, when you tell people stuff, when you're helping someone, um, like, say I see someone going through a depressive episode, mm-hmm. I acknowledge that I'm mental health first aid. And mm-hmm. I basically am like, do you need to talk? Do you need, like, what resources do you need? You ask them what they need as opposed to trying to provide it for them. Um, and then you suggest a third party to go to. So like mm-hmm. you suggest a therapist um, and you don't make yourself their, the place that they always go to, you know? Got it. You, give them somewhere healthy to go to um which I've used in like life um obviously Mm -hmm. I've used it a little less since it's been a while since I took the mental health first aid and sometimes I forget Mm -hmm. because I am a relatively empathetic person and I want to try to fix what's going on right um and in practice it's been good and bad um one of our friends came over like a week after it and it was it worked really well. Um, we had a good conversation flow. We talked about the concept of therapy, all that. Um, and then when I went to Butler, it's a, it was a little different because some of the people in my life at Butler don't know what to do to help themselves. So they couldn't tell me how to help them. Mm. And so I would try to like, I would revert back to the stage of doing what I can to help them instead of providing whatever they need if that makes sense right yeah yeah I know on the first time you told me this it was just kind of confusing to me because at least the people that I've like encountered who are like dealing with things mm-hmm. like they will almost like ask you in like a non-direct way to like figure out what's going on with them and it's just like they they like want you to figure it out it's not like they yeah. don't want you to 
they don't want you to like tell them to go to someone else like they want you to help them but they're almost like kind of I don't want to say like selfish about it they're just like not clear about it yeah so it's like, hard it feels like you're being like fake like you're like yeah that's well, that's what I thought let's talk about <laughs> the concept of therapy and like you're sending them in a different direction but yeah. it's also and I mean it is it does come across that way um but I do think it's going to be sending them in the best direction they can be in because you're not an expert yeah for sure you don't have enough like mental health expertise or you can't protect yourself enough to help them but yeah it is scary because you're like have you ever considered going to a therapist is like sounds like fake and you're like you you your mental health is so bad that I can't help you so go talk to a therapist like it does yeah. sound weird but yeah uh, yeah, I don't really understand how it'd be like the best way to go about yeah. it, though. Um, yeah, and it's kind of sad though, because like I know a lot of people have had like bad experiences with like therapists and like or and or like you know like the national like um, suicide hotline and stuff. You know like someone that. who has bad experience with the suicide. Okay, hotline? well this, I don't know them personally, but TikToks. <laughs> a lot of people have been like put on hold for like over like an hour. Really? Yeah, and so like apparently they're just not doing well um i think they're just understaffed yeah but like they also have a texting hotline mm, i don't know i've never personally used it have you i have not used it but i would i'm just gonna mention it for people um it you all you do is you just text 741741 and you text home to them and like they just like that's a good resource because a lot of people don't want to talk on the phone they just want to text it out um right I've never used it, but I've considered using it for my friends before, mm -hmm. like texting it and figuring out, you know, getting advice on how to help them mm -hmm. or like when they're in really suicidal spots being like, being like my friend needs help, mm -hmm. which I know my friend would like kill me for, for telling someone else and like, you know, yeah. but at a point you just got to do it for them, even if it risks like your friendship or whatever, but right. yeah. That makes sense. I mean, have you been in any of those situations where, like, you're trying to help someone out of, like, suicidal thoughts? I definitely, like, suicidal thoughts. I don't know about actions. Mm -hmm. um, but I've definitely had friends who have suicidal thoughts that have tried to help with it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Got you. I, I remember, like, last year, um, one of my friends told me that someone else like did something like suicidal-esque action and like yeah it's it's scary because I don't know how to help people but right there's not much I could do either like except for like be there for them suggest a helpful resource because they need to actually get real help um mm. Yeah, no, I always go, like, sort of blank, because, like, I feel like I've re researched, like, enough mental health, like, just in the past, but, like, whenever I'm actually, like, dealing with, like, mm -hmm. someone in real life, it's just, like, I forget everything, and, yeah. like, for some reason, I, the methods that I was thinking of before just don't seem to work, Right. but eh, it's a scary time, and, yeah, I don't yeah. know, I mean, definitely could use some more research and more people to help, and just, yeah. in general, we should have, like, a better education about, like, mental health and how to yes that <laughs> I've always that. um because I'm going into nonprofit work mm -hmm. I've always wanted to like start a program at schools 
that educates the teachers on like mental health right. stuff. I know someone when I went to ISU uh, summer camp mm-hmm. who was a choir teacher and she had no experience with mental health. Mm. Someone was having a panic attack and she tried to hug them and then she sent them to the nurse's office, which mm-hmm. I mean, she did the best she could, but obviously physical touch or sending them in a overwhelming situation aren't the best ways to handle panic attacks. But our faculty isn't educated at all. Mm -hmm. Like the only education they have is personal experience. And we need to have some sort of like mental health 101, like class for faculty. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally agree. Cause yeah, they just, they don't know what to do. And it's, it's just as important as like, you know, learning CPR and like, you know, it should be like a part of our system and yeah. normalized. Especially in this like day and age because like everyone has mental health issues. Oh yeah, especially with the pandemic, it's just like mm-hmm. increased yeah. everything. And the generation, like our generation slash the generation under us, mm-hmm. like we talk about it. We we like admit that like I'm on TikTok and a lot of people I follow are like, My mental health is bad. Like there's a song that's like I woke up today feeling like a bag of shit. <laughs> That's like the min, like, I don't know, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I definitely noticed that. And sometimes it can just be like kind of overwhelming for me. Mm-hmm. It's just like everyone in our generation is just so sad and depressed and anxious. And it's like, yeah. it's not their fault, but it's just like, you know, really overwhelming. It's just like, yeah. I, it's hard to find like, you know, a reason to be hopeful. Cause like everyone you're surrounded by. It is. With, is just not in a good place and I guess that just shows like you know how much we need to change and how much we need to how much work we need to do work on it yeah yeah for sure but yeah it's definitely been yeah I personally haven't had any terrible experiences Mm -hmm. with like mental health of course I've had my days but like yeah and yeah it's hard (laughs) I know you've expressed like some sort of feelings of anxiety to me oh yeah yeah and I feel like the pandemic kind of did that also just because I've been like away from people for so long so Mm -hmm. like I feel like I sort of like developed sort of like a social anxiety sort of thing but like don't (laughs) self-diagnose like I like I mean it can be good sometimes but also not most of the times it isn't yeah so be careful with that but yeah um, I think self I think the thing with self-diagnosis is, like, if it turns into, like, spiraling really fast, um, Mm -hmm. at least personally. I did self-diagnose myself with anxiety, which actually ended up working out okay. Um, But I've also tried to self-diagnose myself with personality disorders, Um, like bipolar disorder. Uh, not bipolar, um, borderline personality disorder, which I do not have. But when I think about some of the symptoms, I do express some of the symptoms. Like I put people on pedestals and I have high expectations um, that like if someone lets me down, I kind of hate them for a short period of time. But I don't do a lot of the other things. But I focus on the symptoms I do have, and then it just comes me to, like, start looking up other things and spiral down the mental health web and just think that I was, had so many issues, but. Yeah, 
No, I totally understand. Mm -hmm. Internet can be a great place, but also it can be a terrible place. Mm -hmm. And you can, it's very easy to be like misled and misdirected. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could do the same thing with like just any like physical like illness. Like I've done that before with like, do I have cancer? Cause I have like these like five different like <laughs> symptoms, uh, like yeah. out of like 10 of them. I'm like, I obviously don't have cancer, but like, you know, it's, it's scary. <laughs> I do think one of the, the perk of self-diagnosis, like if you go into it in a healthy way and you like, hold, I don't know, like have a, a like line that you don't want to cross, it can be okay because you can at least understand yourself more and try to work on things. Mm -hmm. But you definitely need to have that line that you don't cross so that you don't spiral. Because like when I was researching anxiety, I got some help on, you know, different tips to deal with paranoia or different coping mechanisms. Um, mm -hmm. I researched the anxiety medication. And that was good, but I could only do it for like an hour or else I would just like get depressed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I found like the anxiety community, like, I mean, the community is huge, first of all, but I found other people who are anxious and I recognize that it's not just me. Um, like on, I, would, I don't know, I was reading an article and they said that trying medication is it a bad thing in having medication your entire life? Is it a bad thing? Because we don't judge people for having to wear glasses to help them see. So why should we judge people for having to use anxiety meds to help them live better? Which I thought was um, helpful because before that, I was closed off to anxiety meds and I didn't want to have to rely on something, but having the community helps me. So gotcha. yeah. Sorry, that was a long tangent, but I wanted oh, to share it. Oh, it made sense. It made sense. Um, so, like, what uh, you've been to uh, doing therapy for a little bit. Yeah. How, how, what are your experiences with that? Very different every semester. Um, I'm doing it through Butler, which is free, which is really nice. But we do have different therapists every semester because they're free. So the first semester, I did an individual therapist, and I was in a place where I had anxiety about my own anxiety. So I felt uncomfortable and awkward talking to her about it. And I felt like I could do all the things I was doing in therapy in my bedroom, inspire, you know, cause I was just talking about things that are happening in my life, which I could felt like I could reflect on on my own. Mm -hmm. But then second semester I had a group therapy, which I really enjoyed because it felt like I wasn't alone and I felt like I could kind of help people, which made me feel more secure in myself. Kind of like, kind of like it's, it's like a pa pattern where like, if you do something over and over again, you feel better about the other things, which is one of the OCD symptoms. But um, that helping people made me feel better because I felt like I mattered. Um, and also people gave me advice, which is what I really wanted at the point. I wanted advice and I wanted someone to tell me how to get better. Um, and then COVID hit and I started researching anxiety meds. And I also started actually helping myself, not relying on other people to help me, but focusing on my own mental health, putting myself first. And then when I went back to Butler, 
I did therapy, uh, group therapy again, and I didn't like that semester as much. I didn't feel like I had a value in the group therapy. Um, like things I said didn't seem to matter. And then second semester, I liked it a little bit more, but I felt like I was putting other people first a lot. Like I didn't talk about my own problems as much as I listened to other people. Um, which is a good thing, obviously, helping people, but I also not sure if I need individual so that I can talk about my own stuff. That was a long-winded answer, but um, I, I also know people mm -hmm. who've done both individual group, um, different types of therapy, like phys physical therapy, music therapy, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's, like, you bring up just, like, a good point in general that, like, the types of therapy and like the people that you're doing therapy with can make a difference which like at least I've like talked to people who are like you know opposed to therapy because they've had like bad experiences with it and it's just like really sad because like you know yeah. it's like it's the same thing as like you know professors for like classes like the subject itself might be like a great subject but like because you have like the like the a bad professor for that subject you might not have mm -hmm. as a good time have as much as a good time yeah that makes any sense but like, yeah, it totally makes sense. I think to people, I try to tell people who have that appointment view that there are so many different therapists out there. Mm -hmm. And they all do, like not all of them, but a lot of them work in different ways. Mm -hmm. And according to my roommate, who is a psych, psych major, therapists don't, they want to help you and they don't get offended. They don't really care if you don't, like how they do it they will suggest for you someone else right like in the blink of an eye because they want you to get better and they want to provide the best way for you to get better um one of my friends doesn't want to do therapy because she's because she's seen tv shows where like the therapist like gets sexually but like active uh. with the ther with the patient oh no but First of all, that's a huge stigma, and it's not a major like it's a very very small minor minority of therapists, and that can happen everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like that can you could have incest, you can have bosses do it, you could have like police like being scared to go to therapy because of that is a very big defense mechanism because you could also be scared to go to school because of that. So. Um, and then also you can do research into a good therapist. So obviously not everyone has to get therapy. I do recommend it kind of for everyone, even if you're in a good mental health space, if you can afford therapy and you have the time frame for it, um, I think it can help everyone. Because even if there's like a small thing in your day, like let's say my parents were fighting about something really small, like they can go talk to the therapist and figure out how to go forward. And it would just it'd be the healthier I don't know, it's really healthy and it's helpful. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I've heard similar things from a lot of people who've been in therapy and um, say it really helps. So, I mean, I don't do therapy myself, so I should probably take that advice. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It can yeah. be helpful. And I'm glad that, like, the stigma is starting to, like, like yeah, what's the word? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like, um, I follow some therapists on TikTok and mm -hmm. I enjoy, I'm not like, I wouldn't go to them, but I do enjoy their content. Um, 
especially the ones who are actually good at it and like actually talk about like self-acceptance and self-worth. Mm-hmm. There's some people who are like, I'm a therapist. Let's talk about how this is a defense mechanism, which to me, I don't like because that's just going to make people with like anxiety, like spiral about all their defense mechanisms. Cause I've done that. But I do like the people who are like, here's how to love yourself or here's how to get a therapist. Um, so. Right. Yeah. No, that's like one thing I thought about just like, at least I'm not a therapist, but like with friends, like the way you word things and the way you communicate things to like work through problems can mm-hmm. really make a difference. And I think that works the same way with like psychologists and like mm-hmm. therapists, like calling something like a defense mechanism, like, or like, oh, that's a trigger or that's a defense mechanism can make you feel like almost like invalidated or like maybe not human. And it's like, you're not actually like seeing me for who I am. Right. So like, yeah. Yeah, it's something I've learned over time. Like, that took me so long to understand because I would just say stuff and be like, oh, that hurt them. Whoops. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely be sensitive to those things if you care to. But yeah. yeah. I think one thing that you've you've discussed a lot and you kind of helped me recognize is that people have to figure things out on their own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I, I, I'm going to give you the space to elaborate on that if you'd like to. I can continue to elaborate on it if you want. Um, I mean, I don't know how well I can elaborate on this, but I mean, there's just like a certain extent where like you did all the things that you could and doing more might do more harm than good. And so from that perspective, I think you just need to back away and let the person figure it out on their mm-hmm. own. Like, you really can't do anything because they make the decisions. You can't control their life. Like you can't make them see something that you can, you can't change anybody. So like, if you are trying to help them and they refuse to get help, like you, you did your best, like you're going to have to let mm-hmm. them figure it out, which is sad because some people, I don't know, they may like, yeah, they could like, they could get better, but really it's just, they don't want to get yeah. better and you yeah. can't can't do anything about that which is really hard to like you know let that person go but you know yeah it took me so long to like recognize because I just want to like provide all the solutions for people but if they don't want to hear something they're not going to hear it yeah and sometimes they're going to hear what they want to hear if I talk to my sister about stuff mental health stuff she's she decides what her solution is right before I even talk (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I just listened to her. Um, and that's what you have to do for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people just decide on their own. You can provide possibilities, but a lot of the time people will make their own decision regardless. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's good to, like, recognize that because you could be causing harm to yourself. Mm-hmm. I know Miranda and I have had experience with that a little bit but like trying to help of someone who doesn't want help or need help. And it's like not your responsibility to like, you know, make sure that like yeah. they're doing okay all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's just going to send you down the like yeah. on a really bad mental space. For sure. Um, but yeah. Do it's so can, hard though. not to like try to make sure, I'm, like trying to make sure that you are providing the best help you can. Oh yeah. Like I want to do whatever I can to make sure people are less anxious, but sometimes they're just going to be anxious either way. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. 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 No, you're definitely like, I feel like 
one of the few people I know that actually like cares to help people that much. <laughs> so like, I feel like you're like an exception in a way. Cause a lot of people I know don't want to try hmm. at least like, they're like, Oh, they have anxiety. So do I, huh? Good luck. Same. <laughs> you know? You yeah. Know? Yeah. People make jokes out of it. And I don't like the jokes. <laughs> I mean, I it's get understandable. The defense mechanism jokes. So I get it. Cause I do that. But also sometimes people make jokes when they don't, like, because so many people make jokes, people who don't have the issues think that they could also make a joke. Like, right. we all make, in the depressed, anxious community, we all make, like, suicidal jokes are, that's because my anxiety. But then, like, someone who isn't suicidal is like, I, I want to die. And you're like, don't say that unless, like, there's an actual issue we should worry about. So, yeah. yeah. That's another thing that I've always thought about. It's just, like, because, like, the jokes are, like, you know, so big and just, like, in general for mm-hmm. Gen Z. It's just, like, are people, like, almost, like, making, a, like, like I don't know, self-diagnosing themselves to have, like, disorders that they don't have? It's just because it's, like, so normalized to make jokes about, like, how anxious you are and how depressed you are. It's, like, oh, yeah, it's they because kind of, of a trend. trend. You know, it's, like, it's trendy to have, like, mental illnesses and stuff like that, which, I I don't know. That's so hard. I feel like anxiety on the surface, if you don't diagnose yourself with that, it's not going to hurt too bad because a lot of people do have at least some level of anxiety. Yeah. I do think there's an issue if you diagnose yourself with, like, a personality disorder or something, Mm -hmm. like, severe anxiety or severe depression or something bipolar disorder um because well that's gonna hurt you mentally because a lot of people who have those disorders um have to really like work on it and try to help themselves uh so Mm -hmm. you know if you diagnose yourself you're gonna it's gonna require a lot of work and also, the self-diagnosis, like we talked about earlier, leads to a lot of spiraling. Right. So if you have some sort of self-esteem issue and you diagnose yourself with a bunch of personality disorders, you might use it to talk about why you think you aren't a good person, which obviously is going to be unhealthy for you. So. Mm, right. No. no. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's... Social media is interesting yeah. these days. <laughs> I kind of self-diagnosed myself with, um, I didn't realize the difference between panic attacks and anxiety attacks for a few right. years. And I said that I was having panic attacks because I assumed that's what my anxiety attacks were. And because everyone I knew who had anxiety has panic attacks. I felt like my anxiety wasn't, as important wasn't as valid as everyone else's anxiety and even though I was having anxiety attacks and I had other symptoms of anxiety and then I think we've talked about it on the podcast I'm not sure but last December I had like a real panic attack and I realized this definitely wasn't what I thought it was Mm -hmm. and I had to reevaluate how I've been looking at my anxiety because I obviously wasn't looking at it through a lens to help myself. I was looking at it through a lens to blame, blame my brain for some of the bad things I do. Mm. Does that make sense? No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I understand that. Um, 
explain your brain. Yeah, like if I, I don't know, texted a lot, like I double texted, I'd be like, sorry, I'm anxious, which is true. Mm -hmm. But to an extent, I mean, it's good to not use, to not assume that's all you and it's not like partially your brain. It is good to realize that sometimes your anxiety if you're going to try to help your anxiety. But if you use it as a defense for everything, that's an issue. Uh, like if true. I start being a worse friend and I just am like, I'm anxious. That's why I suck as a friend. And then you don't try to actually help your anxiety, fix your anxiety. You just use it as a, an excuse. Mm. Then like to, you can only use uh, mental health as an excuse so much, you know? Mm. Uh, that's a really good point because I've seen a lot of people do that and they just make excuses for their bad behavior when they have all the power to like change it so yeah it's like yeah and it's hard to change it like it's hard to take that first step it's hard to acknowledge that you have an issue and go to a therapist but you can only hurt people so much and not well it doesn't um, give you an excuse to be a bad yeah. person like you shouldn't intentionally intentionally like you know do stuff right to like her yeah so, i don't know yeah but yeah it took me a long while to understand a lot of things within mental health because i feel like just the way i was brought up i wasn't really exposed to that much i mean both right. of us really but um yeah it's not something that ever really crossed my mind because i guess no one around me brought it up until i got mm -hmm. to like middle school in the u.s and yeah. i was like oh a lot of our like our parents generation is very if they face a um, mental health barrier, they try to fix it and move on and not, not diagnose it, not acknowledge it, not validate it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's different. For sure. And I think they're just thinking through it in the lens of like how they were brought up. Cause like our issues are very different from what they mm -hmm. were dealing with growing up. Like they were, all they thought about really growing up was like, you know, go to school, go to college, get a job, be stable, like, you know, get a house, start a family, blah, blah, blah. Us, like, maybe, like, getting a job isn't, like, on our priority list. And we have, like, so many options for, like, jobs, too. Mm -hmm. Like, social media and technology has changed that so much. So, like, our issues are, like, I feel, like, so much, so different compared yeah. to, like, what our parents are dealing with. So, they're giving us advice from, like, an outdated mm. perspective. That's and fair. So, like, whenever my parents are, like, you know, like, I don't understand why, like, you kids are, like, so anxious and depressed. Like, you have everything you need. That's because, like, that's their, that was their only problem growing up. And, like, that's not our main problem right now. So. Fair point. I try to look at it from that point. That doesn't mean I don't get annoyed with them because I do get very annoyed with them when they don't understand because I'm, like, why can't you see it? But, like, I yeah. understand. <laughs> like, I it's kind of hard because they aren't, they're living a different life than us, too. Absolutely. Like, I mean, there's parents like fact teachers sometimes understand it because they Exposed are immersed in right. our um culture our, our uh, generation yeah. yeah yeah but parents are kind of outside of it yeah so it's interesting though because they just like send us off to school and they're like all right go learn but like oh. they don't know what happens there like, yeah <laughs> Ooh. but um <laughs> yeah that's that could be another conversation like how about our education system how can we change that lots of ways lots of ways it's a good way to end this episode because we're out of time nice
We did good. That was <laughs> educational and like important. So yeah, I'm happy with that. And if you guys like want to, you know, add to this conversation, totally like, you know, shoot us an email at far from normal podcast, 2020 at gmail.com. Also on Instagram at far from normal podcast. Um, we also have a Google survey, so you can fill that out and also let us know all your thoughts and comment yes. on our, on all our posts. Yes. And the Patreon account, Patreon you can also get special episodes or be a guest or ask us any question you want. Mm-hmm. We also have merchandise now. We have some stickers and some uh, bags, which are really cute mm-hmm. that you get just for donating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like and subscribe on YouTube. Like, yes. And share Leave this us a comment if you want <laughs> about yes. the video or mm-hmm. just about life. Um, I love hearing from you. It's so fun. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah, so we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you guys. Love you. Thank you.